Welcome back to the eve of NFL Week 12, Thanksgiving, and the Sports Syndicate Podcast. We are the tri-state twosome of the South Philly Psycho yeah, and yeah. South Jersey's favorite son, Nick. And we have a ton of stuff to cover the, uh, to cover leading into this week. Some, some news, some releases, some picks. It's going to be fun. Stick around. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Let's go. I'm Alshon, the same day they signed Tory. The Smith beside me, yes. My wrist is shiny, yes. At all times, catch all signs. Shots fly, no Anakin. Olive Garden, rap, town, fit, side, Ramekin. <laughs> Fuck a breadcrumbs, turn breadsticks when that text spit. Cause that marinara soak you. Safety off, you ain't Joku. And just like that, we're back. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, Ed, uh... Man, it's uh, it's it's been it's been a good. It, it was good last week. Uh, some great games, some upsets. It was definitely a great week this week. Just watching things unfold. You know, yeah. um, we've got a couple of stories on coaches. We've got Hall of Famers. We've got everything. I, I think we'll start with what Nick and I were just privy to discussing off air, and that was uh, apparently the LA Rams are in trouble. I had no clue, but uh, St. Louis sued them, the city, the the city itself, over the relocation of the Rams in the first place, and uh, citing breach of contract, even saying the NFL violated its own rules of relocation to move the team to LA in the first place. And uh, turns out the suit was held up in appeals, and then going and, and was headed for trial. The Rams and the NFL decided to settle with the city of St. Louis for $790 million. Jesus. That's that's well said, Nick. I'm yeah. not going <laughs> It's just, it's incredible. I mean, I get it. They breached the contract. I understand that. I mean, I guess I really necessarily don't understand it. I just know it's a lot of money. And if you breach a contract, it doesn't matter matter if you're the big NFL we're a little mom and pop shop, you know, something's going to happen. So the law, you know, laid it oh, down, I... laid this smack it down on the NFL. And you know what? Roger Gerdell is going to wake up tomorrow and say, you know what? Whatever. So he doesn't give yeah. a shit. This is true. This is yeah. true. I mean, it, it, it's amazing because usually, you know, when you end up settling any lawsuit, it's yeah. for a fraction of what you had originally asked yeah. for. And that, too. and that, that in itself begs the question, like, what? 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 How much what, did they want in the fucking first place? Like, Jesus. how? I'm sorry. I, I gotta look it up. I gotta figure out how much, like, the yeah. average, the average NFL franchise is worth. Because almost eight hundred million dollars in a settlement is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Now, while you look that up, I'm gonna give the loyal fans and listeners a Thanksgiving stat. The tradition of football on Thanksgiving began in 1876 with a game between Yale and Princeton. The first NFL games were played on Thanksgiving in 1920. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> and the first and the first turducken debuted in the mid 90s. Just just extra yep. fact. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm looking it up now. Yep. How much is an NFL franchise for? Do 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 do. Do do do. Do, do 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 All right, let's see if I have any more. I got. Uh, let's see here. 
the according to recent studies, the average NFL franchise is worth three point four eight billion dollars. That's insane. That's insane that a company just a team, wow. an organization is worth that much. I know there's a lot that goes into it. If you look at the Cowboys stadium, it's not just a stadium. It's a shopping center. It's this, it's that. It's, you know, it's a lot yeah. more than just a stadium. So I could understand when you, that when it comes to Dallas, but like the Browns. No, that's what I was going to say. When you break it down even further, the most valuable franchises, the Cowboys are actually at number one at $6.5 billion. Of course. The Patriots are right behind them at $5 billion. The New yep. York Giants come in third at four point eight five. Yeah. And then it goes on from there. The the According to Forbes, the Los Angeles Rams, and yep. now it won't show, it cut the article off. Of course, you got to pay <laughs> nowadays. Pay for everything. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, too. the Los Angeles Rams are worth just over four billion dollars. They just gave up eight almost eight hundred million of that in a settlement. Now I don't know how much the NFL is willing to sport or or you know how, if they're gonna split that. I don't know how that works. Yeah. But good but point. Jesus. Yeah, yes, Lexi. Thank you and thank you for showing up. That is absolutely Lexi. insane. Holla, holla, happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate it. Or if you did. Absolutely, you happy Thanksgiving, Lex. Happy uh, belated Thanksgiving. No, no, she's originally from Chi-Town, and now she's up in Maryland. That's my, that's our homegirl. That's the EST of TRWT. And, uh, you guys have nicknames for everybody. And uh, that's Lady that's Lady Scorsese herself, so shout out to Sweet Muscle. Would, uh, would, would she be in the cabinet if, you know, when, not if, when Wendy becomes president? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lexi's probably smarter than Wendy and I put together. We definitely put her in the cabinet. That that's there that's for, if she wants it, she's got it. Faux show. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's just an insane number, y'all. Like the you know, I know yeah. we sometimes you hear about how much an NBA franchises are worth and you yeah. and you, and your jaw drops and then Or just an NBA contract. Yeah. <laughs> just an Seriously. NBA co- Oh, for real. Just yeah. an NBA contract. It's like, can I get one of them $200 million deals? I'm yeah. never going to play a minute, but can let I get me, it anyway? Let me settle that times two and I'll still be happy, you know? Right. I'm just wondering what the city of St. Louis is going to do with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think things are going to be a lot nicer in St. Louis. Yeah. I, I, I just yeah. have a feeling when you get $800 million out of nowhere, you can spruce some shit up. That's all yeah. I'm saying. We're probably going to build back better. And uh, uh, just politics. oh no, oh no, we're not gonna go there. We're not doing that. Um, no. uh, and some quick hitters too, because I was as I was looking up that I saw this. We had uh, some releases this week. We had the uh, Titans yeah. got rid of Adrian Peterson already. That's crazy. I, I think it's crazy, but it doesn't really come as a shock because. No. You know they brought him in. He wasn't doing very well, but they also brought in guys like Deontay Foreman. And he was yeah, playing just as McNichols well as Peterson. Just get hurt? McNichols just got hurt. McNichols. But um, then they found that kid Hilliard, and they brought him in off the practice squad. And he yeah. had some nice runs and like 82 yards receiving in his first game. Yeah. So okay. I guess they figure we can do just as much with these guys as we as we do with, you know, Adrian Peterson or whoever. So they just rolled yeah. with it. And I guess and, he wasn't um, so much merch. I guess not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. How long could his jersey be available if he was there for three games? You know. <laughs> I guess they could still can you know sell it regardless. So. Mm. Yeah, it's not like, you know, wrestling. True. 
very, very, very true. Very Thank true. You. Thank you. It's the nicest thing you said all day. I, I say nice <laughs> things. Who knew? <laughs> and uh, the Texans let go of Philip Lindsay, who, yeah, that's where he is if you didn't know. They seem to have yeah. everybody that you didn't know where that, like, if you didn't know where a running back was, yeah. chances are they were on the Houston Texans. Mark yeah. Ingram, Rex Barkhead. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and that list has gotten shorter and shorter. They traded Mark Ingram a couple weeks ago. Yep. Now they've gotten rid of Philip Lindsay, and and that's kind of sad. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was one of those, you know, yeah. one of those underdog stories, like late draft pick that comes yeah. in, starts producing, you know, looks good, and then yeah. all of a sudden things change. Yeah, he was reliable some- in fantasy when he was with the Broncos. With the Broncos, absolutely. Yeah, I know he filled in for me a couple of weeks, in, you know, a few years back when there were some injuries and things, and I was happy to have him. But yeah. the last few years, that, uh, David Johnson in that trade—it's just incredible how. Oh, I know how, how how different the team looks. Like how how much do the Houston Texans regret that trade at this point? Yeah, yeah. like I know what they say. Yeah, I I, I get what they say. Yep. But, <laughs> but yeah, how much do the Houston game. Texans regret trading DeAndre Hopkins at this point, considering yeah. what they got back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They regret it right now. The whole Watson thing. I mean, like you said, the four or five different running backs, like just go on the depth chart. Oh, that guy still plays. Oh, that guy still plays. Holy shit. He's still playing. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I seriously think he's a guy who could probably help, you know, a playoff team as far yeah. as Philip Lindsay goes. Like if somebody needs a, a dual threat back, like like the Bills, their running game is Yeah, they got mm, Singletary and that's about it. In the words oh, of MJF, yeah. their running game is mid, you know. <laughs> um yeah. the Titans might be able to use him considering like we yeah. said with McNichols being injured, he's definitely a good receiving threat, you know, could yeah. fill that role. Maybe that's one of the reasons they got rid of some of these you know, got rid of Adrian Peterson outside of production. Yeah. Um I could see him going to like the Chiefs or the Bucks. Yeah. It, ju- it just seems like Belichick or not Belichick, geez. Andy Belichick. and uh I don't know, it just seems like Tom Brady, whatever he wants, he gets and he he you know, he he got Antonio Brown. I mean he got the uh Forset, right? The running back yeah. the Jaguars. So I, I mean he certainly it. didn't need him against the Giants. That game was ugly. And uh Yeah. It felt like almost as soon as that game was over, the Giants announced that they released Jason Garrett as their yeah. offensive coordinator, which I guess I can say my bad, y'all, because we were talking about Joe Judge a few weeks ago, and, and I had said, well, they already have an experienced head coach on their roster in this guy, and yeah. uh, man, they got rid of them quick, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, well, they needed an uh, escape goat. I mean, he didn't throw the two interceptions, you know, he didn't get the, you know, four or five yards that you needed to get to get that first down. Like, he wasn't the playmaker, so I get it. It's an escape goat. But Jones threw two interceptions that did not help. Obviously, the Buccaneers were on, you know, revenge tour. You know, they just lost hmm. against, uh, you know, a pretty good – They dropped two in a row. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. Like, two you know, the – Two teams, so – they they brought it up. I guess I was watching a little bit. I, I watched the first half on, with like the Mannings on Monday night, and uh, man, uh, uh, they were saying in the first seven games, Tom Brady had like three interceptions. In the last two and a quarter, he had five. Yeah. Yep. 
But he was able to write the ship against the Giants. I don't know how much that means. I'm I'm sure Jason Garrett wasn't the one giving up 30 to the Bucks, so there was that. Yep, he's just the scapegoat. We all know. Before we get to some more, let's... uh, Oh, we got some comments. Awesome. That's why I love doing this. How about them Niners? No, they 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 look good, Ivan. Shout out shout out to my man here. Uh they look damn good this week. And they uh it, if Brandon Ayuk is out there, you may want to look at him in fantasy. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've finally I've finally been been able to uh unleash Debo Samuel on my fantasy roster and yeah. and if he's not catching passes, he's running for eighty yards in the touchdown. So I love him no matter what. <laughs> and Jimmy or, yeah. Go oh, ahead. oh, go yeah. ahead. No, you yeah. first. Oh, Jimmy, I would. Jimmy G's looking good. I know they play the Jaguars, mm. but uh, they're back to five hundred. I mean, Ivan, they're they're building back better. They're doing you know what an NFL team needs to do during this time. So it's exciting to watch. And you know, Nick and I'll love this comment. Or how about them Cowboys? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love watching them struggle. It's just one of the best things in life. It, for for me it it really is it's like you know there's my family and then yeah. there's and then there's watching the cowboys struggle uh, yeah. i don't you know yeah you know but for me that's it's like the top two in life i don't know what else to say and i'm going to double down with chris's comment too that says maybe i'm being too negative but what i've seen this season i'm not sure what the cowboys need to look at more in the up, in the upcoming draft offensive line or wide receiver you know, Chris, they they keep saying they're pretty stacked at both. I mean, they they blew a lot of first round draft picks on that offensive line in yeah. previous years, and then you know they re-signed Amari Cooper, they drafted C.D. Lamb, they they drafted Michael Gallup. You yeah. know, they they've got some guys even behind them that can be serviceable. But if I had to go with either one, I might say wide receiver. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. if anything, they got to worry more about their. Uh, about their defensive line because they don't seem to be able to have either a healthy bodies or yeah. b guys that can't stop getting suspended. So there's that. Yeah. And that's just my take on it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I think overall it's just being healthy. I mean, no one is there every week or every game. It's, you know, Zeke's out or maybe, you know, this guy has to step up or Dax hurt, or there's just so many injuries. I mean, the yeah. list can go on and on and on. Obviously, they need to get the first downs. That's a big it's thing. Just, that I'm not a Cowboys out. fan, obviously. That's yeah. that's that's a dub moment. But I know Chris is, and I know a few guys, and I know a few people that are. And if you're a Cowboys fan, yeah, you have to wonder if you know you lose a game here, you lose a game there at the end of the season. Are the wheels going to come off like it always does? Because yeah. the Cowboys jump out to a great start, and then regardless of injuries or production or what, they somehow find a way to go go eight and eight every season. Yeah, it's what got Jason Garrett fired, and yeah. I don't know if Mike McCarthy is honestly that much better of a coach. I mean, I know he had Aaron Rodgers; that helps. Absolutely. Dak Prescott doesn't hurt. No, but when we think of great coaches, anybody sitting there going, you know, that Mike McCarthy, he's right yeah. up there with like Belichick and Andy no, Reid and, not even you know, Bruce Arians and Mike Tom. Is yeah. he really in that tier? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Especially when you look at what LaFleur is doing in Green Bay with less weapons than McCarthy had. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I said it. <laughs> yeah. I just think, you know, like I said in the beginning, it just, he needs better protection and they need to stay healthy. Because they, uh, they have the talent. 
I mean, Zeke, I don't know. He's up and down. He's up and down. But if you get him the ball and he's healthy, he's really hard to stop. That's I mean, when you look at the Cowboys, you're in a year out on paper. They look like a great team. And they yeah. come out and they play well for a while. And then all of a sudden things start to slide downhill. Yep. And the next thing you know, they're maybe 9-7, and seven, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight, And they get yeah. in the playoffs. But then they kind of just. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had a very talented roster. And they built on it. You know, they traded for Amari Cooper. They've drafted guys like. Diggs and Michael Parsons and all yeah. that. They've done Seven everything they can. Yeah. Yeah. Diggs is amazing at corner. He's probably yeah, going to. But he fell off too. But he still has more more than a chance of breaking the all-time record for interceptions in a season. Yeah. So it's like you'd have to fall off when you're on like an easily record-shattering pace that stood since like Night Train Lane, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a I good mean, it's point. been a minute. I'm just saying. It's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and And – Looking at looking at Devin's comment here, he says he's uh, listening to to us while he, while he works. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate yes, that. We hope to get you back on here soon. Yep. That reminded me that there are scattered reports saying that after this Thanksgiving game, Matt Nagy will be will be terminated, fired. He gone. Like there, there's report. There's just as many. It's kind of split. There are reports saying that he will be fired. There are reports saying that those reports are bullshit. Uh oh, so it stands to uh, it stands to wonder what's actually going to happen. I guess we'll find out after tomorrow. But it would really surprise me if they did let him go at this point. Yeah, I mean, with Matt Nagy, it's been we we discussed it a few weeks back. We where, did, and and we even I even discussed it with Devin on the first show. It, it's been up and down for this guy. He always says he can't find the right quarterback to fit his system, but he's mowed through quarterbacks in three or four years, and they're, yep. they're still not very good, and they're going back and forth with the quarterback this year, and eventually it's like, yeah. if you can't find somebody for your system, then your system sucks, and you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Pittsburgh, but not exactly, not similar, but you know, they Pittsburgh needs a quarterback, you know. Roethlisberger mm-hmm. is going to be, you know, out as of maybe next year or the year after. And it just seems like, what do you do with Tomlin? And then vice versa, what do you do with Nagy? I mean, it's just, it's tough because we always talk about it. The quarterback is the number one position. If you like it or not, oh, that's, yeah. that's legit. That's a fact. So you, how do you, how can you, you know, you don't know. You don't know until you get that quarterback. So I, it's it's tough for Nagy and the Chicago fans because you just don't know. No, I I I agree completely. It's just it's a it's a situation where it's like I think you brought in Matt Nagy hoping he was going to be a guy like yeah Doug Peterson for example, a guy that came in, found his quarterback, worked it you know worked a couple of drafts and and took his team yeah. to the next level. And that never really happened. Yeah. So if they let go of him for that, especially when there's a guy like Doug Peterson waiting in the wings. Yeah. 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 Hard to blame him. I mean, I didn't want to let go of Doug Peterson. I'll be real. It's nothing against Nick. I, yeah. I, I you know, not this Nick, Nick Sirianni. It's nothing against him, but I, I like Doug Peterson. I thought he was a great coach and he had yeah. some great years with some lean rosters and, if you were able to build that team back up, yeah, he would be better. But yeah. well, the Eagles went in a different direction. And yeah. our loss could be the Bears' gain, to be real. 
Yeah, and that's the thing with the NFL. If some some team is doing poorly, they got to find an out, just like the Giants with Garrett, you know, just like the Eagles with, you know, Doug. It's just you got to set an example, even if it's stupid. You just that's what you got to do. And Doug was obviously the scapegoat. Yeah, so you know they they seem to make everybody the scapegoat. It was like, oh, it was Doug because Carson doesn't like him. Oh, it was Carson. <laughs> After yeah. Doug is gone, it's like, okay, so why do we get rid of both? But that's that's last year. We're gonna. <laughs> yeah. I, all I'm saying is, you know, a guy what you what you were looking for in a guy like Matt Nagy, you might be able to find with a guy like Doug Peterson. He, you know, his tenure, he worked with some young quarterbacks that were mobile, and he produced with them. Carson yeah. Carson Wentz was a mobile quarterback prior to the knee injury. He's starting to get some of that back. Yeah, Jalen Hurts was a mobile quarterback. So if you're building with Justin Fields and you want to build something around him, yeah, guy like Doug Peterson might be the right guy to do it. Yeah, yeah. There's not much better out there at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I know I'm a little biased, but I'm just saying. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. No, I think that goes for you, for you, Ivan, the 49ers, and of course us as Eagles fans, like. You, we may have to win out to have any shot at the playoffs, but there's a lot of teams that are backing out too now. Like Carolina dropped a, dropped a game to the Washington yeah. team, and you know the Saints have lost three of their last four. Yeah, there are teams backsliding, and that's going to. And then there are other teams like the Niners and the Eagles who have gotten on a little bit of a streak now. Yeah. So you may see one or two, or two teams fall out, one or two teams jump up. That's what we yeah. were talking about last week. Yeah, I mean, look at us in the East with the Cowboys. Like, we have a chance. You know, what are we, five and five, five and six? I don't, I don't know. I think, yeah, five and six. We won three out of the last five, four. Six. Yeah, five and six. To get to five and six. Yeah. So but, we have you know, a you, may, you may have to end up like 11 and 6 or 10 and 7. Just yeah. get in the playoffs. Who, who knows? With yeah. with the extended season and so many games left, it's still a little bit up in the air. Like, yeah. like we talked about last week, the bottom of that playoff bracket is muddled. Yeah. And it looks like it's, you know, it's showing that the, the legit teams are now what? Comment? I just saw something that said, Ivan, Ivan said something about. Vinny Del Negro, former coach of the Raiders. Wasn't he a basketball player? <laughs> yeah. I think you're thinking of Jack Del Rio, my friend. There you go. Yep, Jack. And I think yeah. he's coaching, right? For the, he's uh, a uh, he yeah, he was the he's the he is the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team right yeah. now. Yeah. And like let's get what we were talking about earlier. It seems like the cream is rising to the top here. We're finally. Yeah, I got it. Ivan says, "There you go, my man." There you go. Yeah, Vinny Del Negro was a nice journeyman for the NBA. He was with the Spurs and a few yeah. other teams. You know, did something. I think he might have even coached a little bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack Del Rio is a whole other dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, let, let's uh, let's try to skip into our our last segment before we start making picks. And uh, today, the semifinalist for the for the Pro Football Hall of Fame was announced. Mm-hmm. And it's a long list. I'm not going to go into all of them, yeah. but there were close to seven guys. I think seven exactly who were first time Hall of Famers on the ballot that have made it to the semifinals. And I'm going to run down the names, and we're going to decide whether these guys don't make the final cut, whether they're first ballot Hall of Famers, or you know something yeah. down the line. Oh, and I love the commercial for the league, by the way. Shout out to the League of Extraordinary Podcast. That commercial was amazing, oh, bro. 
<laughs> brought Nick and I together. So thank you, Ivan. You are you are brought, making big things happen. You don't even know. Yeah, brought us to tears. It did. I was, this is beautiful. I can't believe I'm a part of this. Thank you. That's my um, back. <laughs> Damn you, Nicky. <laughs> Oh, Tio, he, he will forever be in our hearts for that. But um, okay, so let's start. Well, the the it, we have a veteran who made it to the semifinals for the first time. You might remember him from the you know amazing Bills teams of the '90s that could never quite win a Super Bowl. He was a special teamer, wide receiver. Now I think he's still he's still calling games or working the sidelines for the NFL. Okay, and that's. Steve Tasker of the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Yeah, he was a return guy. He was a yeah, receiver. Yeah, a little bit of everything. A hybrid Did a player. little bit of everything. Yeah. It, you know, it just went to four Super Bowls. You know, obviously didn't win any. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, and I'm going to let Nick jump in on this first. Do you think he ends up getting in the finals? Is this is this where he stops? And, yeah. and if he does, do you see him as a first ballot Hall of Famer? Definitely not first ballot, but getting to Super Bowls, that's impressive. But losing, that's another thing, too. I mean, they look at that. They look at every single thing. So he's going to yeah. be there. I don't. He's not going to make it. He's not going to be on the first ballot. But, uh, I mean, I don't know how much longer he has, right? Don't they have a certain amount of time before they uh, – uh, uh, I don't know what the allotted – I don't know what the allotted amount of time is, but you get so yeah. much time and then – if you don't make the if you don't make the Hall of Fame, then you get passed on to like the um what do they call it like the alumni committee, yeah. and and you can get voted in there because they always have like one guy oh, from cool. that the alumni bring in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know there were a lot of guys from those Bills teams in the '90s that made the that made the Hall of Fame. I mean Jim yeah. Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, Bruce Smith. Yep. The yep. list goes on and on and on. I don't know if Steve Tasker is going to be one of those guys. I yeah. loved him. He was yeah. he was tiny. He was hard nosed. You know he he did it. He did it all. Yeah. He was he was a huge part in that. Uh, I remember watching that huge comeback in the playoffs that the Bills had against the the Houston Oilers to date yeah. me, where Frank Reich had to come in for you know oh, yeah, Jim yeah, yeah. Kelly and they came back from like down thirty five nothing to win it in overtime. Yeah. You know he he had a great career. I yeah. don't know if he's ever going to get into the Hall of Fame this way. He's one of those guys that I could see like later down the road, yeah. the, the the Hall of Fame alumni nominate him and he gets yeah. in. Yeah, I don't know well, if he'll be just a a, a voted in Hall of Famer, like yeah. not first ballot, maybe not, maybe not ever. Yeah, yeah, he's that kind of guy that's going to get on the, like the wall of Hall of Fame, which he's on now for the Buffalo Bills. So yeah. I mean. It's kind of like when you look at the Phillies, like we had a really good 08 team, but Chooch is not a Hall of Famer, but he's a Hall of Famer in you know our eyes. Yeah, like we love him, and he was a great yeah. player, but he's not exactly a Hall yeah. of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's Steve Tasker, in my opinion, at least. Now, the the next one, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know this was his first time making it this far on the ballot. I didn't know this was his first time on the ballot, and it yeah. is, and that is... Pittsburgh Steelers legend Heinz Ward. Wow. I mean, here's a man who had every yeah. reception you could think of, won a couple of Super Bowls, yeah. was kind of that Swiss Army knife guy for the Steelers. You know, you could use him in the run game. He could throw passes. He, he's yep. definitely a receiver. He blocked. He did everything. Yeah. So, so Nick, is Heinz, is Heinz Ward going to make it onto the ballot? And if so, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? 
Yes and yes. I really do think so. I'm, re- I'm looking at his stats now. Two-time Super Bowl champion, one-time MVP of a Super Bowl. That's just a big deal in itself. Four-time mm-hmm. pro bowler, Pittsburgh all-time, uh, the all-time team. Obviously, he's a Hall of Honor. That's their Hall of Fame. 10,000 mm-hmm. receiving yards club. I mean, this guy's a legit, you know, one of the best. So I absolutely think so. Yeah, I'm gonna agree, I'm gonna agree with you hands down. Like he was he was a great player. He was hard nosed, and even when there were guys like the bus or Big Ben or whoever yeah. on that team, he was clearly the leader of that Absolutely. team. Like not just the offense, that franchise, you know. Yeah. And and for a team like the Steelers that has that is that has so many championships and you know yeah. so much mystique and all that, for Heinz Ward to be one of those guys, yeah. Almost makes him a shoe So I'm going to agree completely. Heinz Ward needs to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. This next guy, I'm not real sure of. I I, I absolutely love him. Yeah. He, he, he has all the numbers. He was a great talent. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. So I'm going to leave it up to Nick. Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, Reggie Wayne. Reggie, Reggie Wayne. All right. I mean. This is not easy. It's not. And I think he's been on there for a while, right? Oh, this is the first time. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, okay. Um, again, Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler. Like he has all the stats. It's just, was it a collective effort? You know, with Peyton Manning and that really, you know, really good defense. It's just, it, it, it's tough for me. In my opinion, I don't think so. I think he was just one of those really good players. You know, but the stats. I mean, you need a little yeah. more. You need a little more. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think – I don't know if he'll make it to the finals this year. Yeah, I think he'll be a Hall of Famer, but it's hard to say first ballot. And yeah. the reason I say that is because he played 90% of his career as yeah. second receiver behind Marvin Harrison. And Marvin Harrison was breaking records while yeah. Reggie Wayne was on the other side. So clearly yeah. they were flipping coverage to try and stop Marvin Harrison, which made him – much more productive. I mean, he yeah. did become a number one at the end, towards the end of his run in Indianapolis, and he did well. Yeah. But this guy, honestly, it's like you know we were talking about the Cowboys. Like he's a, he's a he steps up from, but it, it's kind of like he was to Marvin Harrison what Alvin Harper was to Michael Irvin. Wow, there you go. That was a good one. <laughs> I I try. I try. Yeah. <laughs> I don't My just baby. do this for the fun of it. I try. Yeah. There's yeah. maximum effort in everything I do. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so t- I, I would I, say he'll be a Hall of Famer, but I don't think it'll be this year. No, I agree. I'm gonna, and if you guys agree or disagree, please feel free to drop them in yeah. the comments, man. That's what we're here for. Yeah. What do we got? And, uh, what do we got? Let's see. Next up on the ballot is, uh, well, definitely a one-of-a-kind talent, but mainly because you – Outside of his specialty, you really didn't know what he played. And yeah. it's, I'm going to call it, it's kick returner Devin Hester. Like, Devin Hester. He came in as a corner. He became a wide receiver. He was used a little bit at running back, but he never really made an impact offensively yeah. or defensively. But as far as return specialists, yes. he's probably top three all time. Yeah. Does that give you a pass into the Hall of Fame, or is that not enough? Um. Not first ballot. He won't make it this year, but I really do think he will just because 
it's such a special position. I mean, yes, you, you know, he was more of a hybrid player. He could do a little bit of everything, but his specialty was special teams. And he did, you know, he has to be top five, you know? Yeah. And if you're top five, you, you should be in the Hall of Fame, just not first ballot, you know? Yeah. In this I mean, position. We, we as the Eagles franchise had a guy in Brian Mitchell who was a lot yeah. like Devin Hester. Maybe Devin Hester was better. But Brian Mitchell, like, yeah, he was a running back. He caught a few passes here and there. But if you if you got a kick or a punt in his yeah. hands, you were worried. Yeah. And uh, Devin Hester, you were not just worried. You were paranoid. He's one of the few guys that I've seen, you know, he was one of the first guys I've seen, you know, kickers actually, like, try to kick away from or pooch kick or, yeah. you know coffin corner punts, that kind of stuff, even if they were backed up in their own territory, because they'd rather give it back to you at the 50 than let Devin Hester take it in. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was just so I do, say that too. I do think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's a first ballot guy. No. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's tough, because when you think about it, like, you think about some of the guys in his in his sort of group, you think Brian Mitchell, you think... Like Dante Hall, for instance, they call him the human joystick, and yeah. and still punted and kicked to him. But Devin Hester was completely different. Yeah, and so maybe that's enough. But I'm gonna lean towards not yet. Yeah, I agree. not first ballot. Maybe not. Um. Uh, oh, and this next guy is one of my favorites. Uh, guy who played many many years for the Carolina Panthers, the Baltimore Ravens. Now he's an NFL network analyst, the one and only Steve Smith. Steve Smith. The man who who coined, who gave us the the wonderful soundbite during the game where he's just screaming, Ice up, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is another tough one. Mm. Cause he was really good, but he wasn't he great. He was very good. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah, but he wasn't great. He wasn't amazing. He was just you know, a great core or a great wide receiver. I, I don't know. It's tough. Again, you look at the stats, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it's just, there's nothing that really pops out. Obviously five time pro bowl. That's impressive. Um, yeah. NFL receiving yards leader in 2005, um, NFL receiving touchdowns co-leader in 2005. He's in the Carolina Panthers hall of fame. So it, it's, it's tough. Uh, not first ballot, not this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like Steve Smith is one of those guys that when he came into the league, people thought he was going to be in that group with like Dante Hall, Devin Hester, Brian Mitchell, like one of these fancy return guys that could kill you if he got yeah. his hands on the ball. He then worked his way up to being a top tier receiver. And he certainly wasn't the prototypical guy, like not even by a long shot. I mean, he was five, nine, barely yeah, 200 pounds. You know, and and over the course of a career, he he managed to amass over a thousand catches, almost fifteen thousand yards, eighty touchdowns, and this was after spending a few seasons as basically a return guy. Yeah, I think if it, if it were up to me, I I would make him a first ballot Hall of Famer because if wow. you it. Whether he had put the work in or they had just used him as a receiver at the beginning of his, of his career, if he did all that, yeah, imagine what he'd do if he was, you know, a, a receiver the first, yeah, a primary receiver basically the first yeah. couple seasons of his career. Yeah, 
where would he be then? Because he's already, you know, so, uh, at least in the top 10 in every receiving category there is. And the guys yeah. around him are practically all Hall of Famers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, and he proved he could be a number one. Because I know when he first came in and he started yeah. to blow up, they had, uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name now, but it was Muhammad, big receiver yeah. for Carolina with Jake DeLome and all that. And, and he eventually went to Chicago. Steve Smith was the focal point. And from there, he took off. Like, yeah. like just, just dominated the league at 5'9". Yeah. Everybody talks about Tyreek Hill now. There would not be Tyreek Hill without Steve Smith. Yeah. So I'd probably have to put him in there. I'd say, I'd say first ballot. Um, let's see. So we've covered everybody else. The last guy was a member of the greatest show on turf. And he put up some tremendous numbers too. Yeah. The one and only playmaker, Tory Holt. Tory Holt. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would, for some reason, believe he was already a Hall of Famer, but let's hear. No, not yet. Everybody else from that team is. I mean, Isaac Bruce is a Hall of Famer. Kurt yeah. Warner, Marshall Falk. The list goes on and on. Tory Holt is one of the last names on on this list from the greatest show on turf. Yeah. I think after this, they're going to be asking about Ricky Prohl. You know? <laughs> or the referees. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is an easy one for me. I think he, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, not just because of that game. But, again, let's go back to the stats. They're legitimate. It's just – it's – I don't know. It's tough because you want to see it – I don't know if it's going to be first ballot, but you just named, you know, a lot of players that were on that team, you know, so it, it could happen. I mean, what do you think? Hmm. It's hard to argue, you know, he against. Yep. It's hard to argue against. He was such a, he was such a force to be reckoned with. Even oh, after yeah. Isaac Bruce left, even after Kurt Warner moved on, he was still yeah. a force to be reckoned with. It also says a lot about Steve Smith because he has more receptions, yards, and touchdowns than Torrey Holt. So I'm going to go back to that real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just from remembering his career, looking yeah. at his numbers, obviously won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing, too. Yeah, they make it a big thing with the NFL, with the yeah. NFL Hall of Fame. Like, championships account, you know. Yeah. Because that's one thing. I don't think Steve Smith, he's been to Super Bowls, but I don't know if he ever won one. No. I don't think he was with the Ravens the year that they won. That was Anquan Bolton. Yep. So, I, yeah, I'd say first ballot Hall of Famer, too. Yeah. He's definitely that talented, and you could yeah. you couldn't if he got in you couldn't argue if they said if yeah. they said no exactly. you might be able to grumble but you could see that too yeah but sure. gun to my head i'm saying yeah first yeah. ballot hall of famer yep i concur so it's going to be interesting i know like andre johnson is out there and i don't oh, yeah, know if yeah. he's a first time guy i i really don't i mean he was he was a great receiver for the texans but he had like you know, a handful of great years and then yeah. just kind of stuck around with some teams. And shit ton of injuries. Shit ton of injuries. Yeah. Absolute that shit doesn't ton. Help. Definitely slowed him down. Um, I mean, I don't know. You, you, you'd you almost want to put him in that category with Megatron, although I think he Calvin Johnson was better. Yeah. I where agree. he was just, he came in in a flash and he made all these plays and he was big yeah. and fast and then he just kind of 
got nicked yep. up and slowed down and eventually left. So yeah, this is that one's going to be interesting. I probably lean towards no on first ballot, but yeah. if you were going to put him in, I can't argue. Yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. Well, I guess we should uh, move on and see how many of these games we actually agree on this week. Yeah. Because we had a uh, we had some we had a lot of differing picks last week, and that doesn't yeah. happen much. But no. in the end, I, I was I, I got lucky. I edged Nick out fourteen to thirteen. So now I have uh, I have a seventy four to what was it sixty eight lead in our picks for the season. Seventy four sixty eight. Okay. So it's get it, it's it's getting closer. Down. It's getting closer. Um. And of course, it, as we as we head towards Thanksgiving, we've got three games tomorrow. Not all of them are very good, but we've got some traditional Thanksgiving games that you can sit around and stuff your face and pass yeah. out to. Uh, the first, of course, we're kicking off the entire se- the entire the entire day and the entire Thanksgiving <laughs> Thanksgiving throwdown with an amazing with, uh, game. Yeah, it's uh, two teams that are. Um, there, <laughs> yeah. we've got we've got the Chicago Bears going to Detroit to play the winless Lions at yeah. at twelve thirty. Um, yeah, I think they're. This... Go ahead, they've already man. said from what I've been able to gather, they've already said Andy Dalton is most likely going to start this game for the Bears. They're saying there's a chance Jared Goff could be back for the Lions. They're not sure. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I will leave this one up to Nick. Who do you see? Who do you see pulling this pulling this game off? Because I want to say somebody's got to win, but then the Lions prove that's not always true. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be the the last draw for Nagy if he does not win this game. It's on Thanksgiving, you know. There's a lot of viewers. This is a big time game for Chicago and the NFL. I know mm-hmm. I said it, it. It matters about the quarterback, but this is such a big game. It's the first game of uh 2021 you know for thanksgiving it's it's a big deal it's a big deal so i uh, i got the bears here i think they're playing for too much yeah you you gotta you gotta think the bears will pull this one out yeah. uh, i mean regardless of whether they're fighting for Nagy's job or not according yeah. to reports i mean this game might not even matter it's just get us through this one yeah we'll get rid of you we'll have a nice we'll, you know we'll have a nice gap to yeah. get the interim coach and the and the players ready so yeah yeah uh i'm leaning towards the bears too dalton or not uh <laughs> devin has chimed in saying he's going to take the bears as well 21 to 17 there you go um yeah, uh, I was close to that myself. I'm going to say Bears 20, Lions 14. Yeah, I got 19-13. Okay, okay. 19-13. Yeah. But we're both taking the Bears. All right. Then, the then, Bears. The Bears. The next game on the rundown is the, the the Las Vegas Raiders, and their roller coaster is going to pull into Dallas as yeah. they'll be taking on the 7-4 and four Cowboys. Um I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. The Raiders just, they look like they finally had enough this season. Yeah. Between the Gruden distractions, then Henry Ruggs, Arnett on top of it with his video with the gun threatening people, you know, guys going left and right. It just seems like they've they've suffered too much to be able to recover this season. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying they won't win another game, but yeah. I think playoffs are out. I think... 
you know, if they're lucky, they're going to be nine and eight. And it's hard to see them, you know, the way they've been playing on both sides of the ball, walking into Dallas and pulling out a victory. So begrudgingly, I'm going to take the Cowboys. And, uh, yep. Let's hear that score. (laughs) uh, I figured as much. Uh, I'm going to say Dallas wins, hmm, 27 to 10. Yeah. And it just, uh, I was watching the game with my buddy who's a big Raiders fan, and it just seems like they, it's, it's all, you know, they lose the game themselves, you know. They fumble, mm-hmm. they throw interceptions. They're not oh, a yeah. good, they're not a good team. And even with all the injuries that the Cowboys are dealing with, I still think the Cowboys are a better team. So I'm going to go 22 to uh 22 to 17 oh i feel like i should be keeping Del- devin's uh devin scores here because he keeps jumping in he says give me dallas 34 to 14 wow, wow. okay okay <laughs> wow i've been with dalton okay i see you and uh three all right look at it. i'm gonna write them down i don't care <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then we're going to wrap up Thanksgiving Day with a uh, Thursday night. Yeah, it should be a good one. Clash of, of two teams that were good but have been yeah. struggling recently. I mean, the Bills, come, who have lost two out of their last three, are going into New Orleans to play the Saints, who have lost three of their last four. Yeah. So I guess somebody's got to win this one unless we end up with another tie. <laughs> yeah, could happen. But, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the Saints are slowly falling out of playoff contention. The Bills yeah. fell from the number two seed all the way. They're 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 not number two. They're not even leading their division right now. Yeah. After these last few losses, and it's going to be interesting to see. But I I'll say the Bills bounce back because they're just they're just more talented than the Saints overall. Yeah, I agree. I just think Josh Allen needs to you know another big moment. I think this is it for, for Josh Allen. I think this is where they start to climb back to the, you know, into the standings and into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the saints are interesting because they're starting, they're starting Trevor Simeon, but then they gave this weird hybrid contract to Taysom Hill. Yeah. I saw where it was that. like, Oh, well, if you're our starting quarterback, the contract could be up to $95 million. If you're, the Swiss Army guy that you've been, whether you're playing running back, wide receiver, quarterback, gunner, it could be yeah. worth up to forty million, and we'll guarantee like twenty of it. Weird. So I don't know if that means they're going to start Taysom Hill and see how it goes. Yeah. I haven't seen anything on reports as far as I know. It'll be Trevor Simeon, and okay. he hasn't been he hasn't been terrible, but he no. also he also hasn't started a game in one. Yeah, like the last game they won, he played in, but Jameis Winston was your starter, and then they lost. Yeah, three straight with Trevor Simeon a quarterback. Yeah. So what do you I, got? I'm gonna say Buffalo wins this one, twenty-eight to fourteen. Damn you! I got twenty-four to seventeen. <laughs> twenty-four to seventeen. Okay. Okay. And and Devin's going upset special. He says, I'll take the Saints. Wow. Devin, get back to work. <laughs> get back to work. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if Alvin Kamara plays, which I don't yeah. we still don't know. Yeah. Saints have a decent defense, maybe, but yeah. man, I, I I don't know. That's that's a bold pick right there, Devin. I'll give you that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so let, let's uh, let's skip right ahead to the Sunday action and a team that we uh, ended up breaking down a lot more than I thought we would last week. The Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a sh- a, a, a shootout loss of what might have been the game of the week against the Chargers. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Now they have to go into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, who bounce back with a big win against the uh, against the Raiders. Yeah. Um, Nick, who do you see pick? Who do you see picking up the W in this division game? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough because uh, they always play so well together. They always play a competitive football game, even if the Steelers are, you know, really not a good team, or vice versa, if the this if Cincinnati's not having a good year. So, regardless of that, I think I'm going to stick with the Steelers. As much as I, I don't know if they can get the job done. It might be a really close game, but I got to go with the Steelers. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, I had said last week when we were talking about the playoff picture that if the Bengals could find a way to cut down these Joe Burrow turnovers they've had, yeah, they could be a dangerous team. Yeah, they did that last week and they got a huge win. Yeah, Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, they're not just missing guys like T.J. Watt. They're missing, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick. They're missing Joe Hayden. They're they're down to third and fourth string corners. They're kind of like where the Eagles defense was at last year. And even if you Where, look at the, the offense, too, with the wide receivers, that doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're starting to get a little healthier on offense. Ben came back, you know, yeah. Chase Chase Claypool was back last week. They did look better. But even at that, if their defense is that thin, and again, Cincinnati can keep these Joe Burrow turnovers down. Well, that's the key, yeah. And run the ball with Joe Mixon. Yeah. Which they were able to do in spades last week. I was happy. That's my guy. That's my yeah. fantasy stud this year. He's been he's been yeah. killing it. And, and if they're able to do that, and I think they will, I think yeah. the Bengals are going to win this one. I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. Yeah. I, w- I really wanted to pick the Bengals, but they played a mediocre Raiders team. And like I said earlier... They play competitive football regardless of the record when it's the you know Steelers or the Bengals or if it's you oh, know, yeah. home field advantage, vice versa. If they're playing in Hines or they're playing in Cincy, it just it always seems like a good I'm sure this game. is going to be another like emotional, hard-fought division game because these two teams yeah. have had some had some wars over the years. But yeah. I feel like the Bengals might pull it out by a touchdown. Even even Devin yeah. is saying he'll take the Bengals 27-21. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, my man. So we got uh, we're, it's going to be an it should be an interesting game. It typically is like those yeah. NFC North games are are brutal sometimes. Like I don't care if it's Steelers, Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, you know that kind of they they go to war. They really do. Yeah. Now this next game is definitely interesting because. You got the Bucks who just bounced back against well a not so good Giants team. Yeah. And and they're heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts, who have been one of the hottest teams in football the last few weeks. Yeah. I think they've won three or four in a row, like, you know, maybe four out of their last five overall. Jonathan Taylor is amazing. Yeah. Even Carson Wentz is starting to look better. Uh uh. Yeah. You know, I, I can't I can't deny him. The guys played well. Their defense has stepped up. But is that enough to end up defending your home your home field against Tom Brady? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Steve Steve Young last night on the uh, ESPN uh, pre-show said the Panthers don't need Superman; they need Cam Newton. And I think that was so perfectly said because I think he just tries a little too hard. And yes, his first game back, he had two touchdowns. But if you go back and watch the game, anyone could have had those two touchdowns. I'm not saying you know, um, f uh, you know XFL players could do that. I'm saying an NFL quarterback. Pretty much anyone could do that, but I'm getting off the beaded path here. Well, we um, could have found out if they put in P.J. Walker. He was the XFL MVP, so you know, yeah. <laughs> they could have proved your theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it's going to be a competitive game. I, I really uh, – I think the Dolphins have it here. Oh, I think you jumped ahead in the game. I was talking about Colts Bucks, man. Holy shit, my bad. <laughs> but that's oh. okay. Uh, you said Dolphins. I'll mark that yeah. down. <laughs> Bucks, Colt Bucks. Okay, back to the the, the joys of going live. No editing, no rewinding. Okay, Colts Bucks. What do you got? Yeah, that was a really good segue too. I'll say the whole I Steve, know. The Steve Young thing again. Don't worry. Um, Colts Bucks. Uh, Bucks look good again. They played a mediocre team like the Giants. I just. Uh, the Colts have been looking really, really good, and I'm really excited to see that new Hard Knocks show they're going to do during the season. Me too. Gonna, Me too. They're going to tape during the season, and I think this is the best time because it just looks like, like I said earlier, the cream of the crop is rising here, and I think the Colts are one of those teams. Um, man, this is going to be a good freaking game. You know what? I'm going to do it. I got the Colts. Yeah, you know, it's – I know Brady looked better, but, you know, he's been turning the ball over more lately. Um, yeah. Tampa commits a ton of penalties. I think they're second in the league behind behind and, Philadelphia, to be real. And their defense is dirty, too. It kind of reminds me of the Strahan era with uh, the Giants. They just – they would do whatever it took. They, you know, bite, slap, punch, yeah. kick. It just – but funny. But the, the entire season, too, even part of that Eagles game showed you that, like, Tampa gives up a lot of yards on the ground. They just normally don't give up a lot of yards on the ground because they're up. Yeah. Indianapolis is going to come out and give you a dose of Jonathan Taylor from the very beginning, and they're going to stick with it. Obviously, the man had five touchdowns and 200-some-odd scrimmage yards in the last yeah. game against the Bills. And and I think they're going to continue to ride with Jonathan Taylor, and that's gonna that's not going to bode well for no. Tampa's defense. And Even so, if they are a decent defense. I'm going to say Colts in a close game, let's say 31 to 28. Okay. I got 27 24, the Colts. 27 24. Okay. I don't know what I was uh, looking at. <laughs> even Devin saying Colts in a close one, 28 27. Man, I, wow. I thought I was going to be, you know, one of the guys sitting here upset special and everybody yeah. agrees with me. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Just looks like the Colts are finally, you know, committed they're to clicking, the run. Yeah, you know, they're clicking. Taylor and they're gonna. Looks great. Yep. Go ahead. I want to. I want to knock on wood when I say it, but they got T. Y. Hilton back again la- last week, and hopefully he'll get a week's worth yeah. of practice and he'll be healthy, and and that's just going to add another weapon to that offense that Michael Pittman has played very well in. Yeah. You know, their tight ends have played well in, and. Then put T.Y. Hilton on top of Jonathan Taylor and then offense, and yeah, it might be enough for the Colts to take it, you know. And and again, I know uh, I know Nick had picked Miami because he jumped a game on me, right. um, and uh, 
which is fine. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Yep, we're and lying. he was saying, yeah. and of course he brought up the whole Steve Young thing where, you know, yeah. he was saying they don't need Superman. They need Cam Newton. I think, I think honestly, whether it's Cam Newton or whether it's Superman, yeah, I see the Dolphins taking this one too. Damn uh, you. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm six points bot behind. I need. All right, to- fuck it, fuck it. I'll take. Uh, yes. I'll go to the other side because I this one I was just about to say I could it's see this game up, going yeah. either way, and uh, Carolina does have a pretty damn good defense. Even yeah. in that last game against Washington, they. They played pretty stout. They had some, you know, gave up a few too many touchdown passes. That that was they made Taylor Heineke look pretty good. But yeah. I think they're going to have ways to slow down Tua. Miami doesn't run the ball very well, so so I'll go to the other side. Fine, he wants. He, uh, I'll do it on this one. I'll go Carolina in a close game. And uh, so the, the the next game is practically the top two seeds in the AFC. Oh, and Devin says Panthers as well. <laughs> 24-21. I got you, homie. Sorry. So the next game is basically now the top two seeds in the AFC. You got the Tennessee Titans headed to Foxborough to take on the Patriots, who have won, what, like five straight now? Yeah. And Tennessee's, of course, four. coming off that, that horrible-looking loss where Tannehill threw four interceptions against yeah. the Texans. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Tyrod Taylor. I know he didn't have the greatest game through the air, but some of those runs he pulled off, including that that air that Superman touchdown, like fuck Cam Newton, you went you went to the skies for that first touchdown. Man. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that, go back and watch the highlight. It was a thing of beauty. Um, but to play that, you know, to play that poorly against what is basically the worst team in the AFC, now you got to go to Foxborough. Yeah. Don't think that bodes well for Tennessee. I know they're the top seed. Yeah. I know they're trying to work things out. You know, they they might have AJ Brown back for this game, which would help, but is it enough? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a good question too, and you got to look at every single factor when it comes to these two teams cuz you got Billichek and you got uh Mike Vrabel, so they know each other pretty well. Again, they play pretty competitive games when they're, uh, you know, up against each other. Um, Mm -hmm. Is it enough? Do the Titans have enough to run, to pass, to defend with special teams? If you put that all together, I I don't see it. I think the Patriots are on a really hot streak, obviously winning those, you know, five games. It's it's really impressive to see. I think they're clicking kind of like the Colts. So I just don't see – it's tough because you brought up all the factors when it comes to the Titans. They are headed. They're doing well in their division. You know, they they just they haven't been. You know, when they do lose, it's it's really close games or a couple points, like five. You know, seven to ten. And, but still, and it's honestly, if they if they lose this one, both teams I believe would be eight and four, and that would give New England the tiebreaker. Correct. So you so you look you you would have the Patriots basically as your number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, who do you got? Might have to change my picks here. Give me. Man, it's it's tough. I'm like I'm even before this, uh, before we came on, I was breaking it down in my head, and I'm thinking like, okay, both teams, their defenses are playing well. New England's might be a little better. Yeah, both teams have quarterbacks that are hit and miss. Yeah, but then with the Patriots, their running game has been unbelievable, regardless of who plays. Like like Harris was doing well, he got hurt. Ramondre Stevenson came in, he played well. 
Now you got both of them back, and and the two of them combined for like 120 yards in the last game. And they had a long, and, and I don't want to say they had a long layoff because they were on, but they well they did because they were on Thursday night football. Now they're coming back Sunday, so it just gives them a chance to get healthier. While the Titans, on the other hand, like AJ Brown left that game, and yeah. now they're coming in on you know now they're coming in this week. They don't know if he'll play. Yep. They've got, you know, they, they're trying to straighten out who's going to be running the ball for them. We know it won't be Adrian Peterson, but what does that leave? Yeah, a lot of questions, man. That's why it makes it such so a it seems, <laughs> it seems like, putting all that together, it seems like yeah. the Titans have more questions than the Patriots right now. Yeah. Yeah. It seems that I mean, way. Come on, five-game winning streak, I mean. So there's a lot of good questions, you know. And and while it looks like Mac Jones has been playing better as the season goes along, it feels like Ryan Tannehill hasn't. No. So I gotta I gotta go with the Patriots in this one. I I just there's too many questions on Tennessee's side, especially with the number one seed in the AFC on the line. Yeah, and I think the biggest question is can Ryan Tannehill bounce back against a tough defense and Dom, don't pick any numbers because I'm going with the Titans. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you think Tannehill's going to bounce back this week? It. I didn't think he was going to have that bad of a game against the Texans, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and Devin's in on the Patriots as well, saying 27 to 17. Cool. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just. I, I feel like the Patriots have figured out a lot of things while the Tennessee while the Tennessee Titans as their season goes on yeah they're having more and more questions to answer like what are we going to do about Derrick Henry oh what are we going to do without Julio Jones now it's yeah. what are we going to do without Derrick Julio and maybe AJ Brown you know yeah. it, they're there's a lot of they're questions. asking they're asking a lot of Ryan Tannehill and I don't know if he's that guy I really yeah. don't so the next game is probably going to be near and dear to our hearts <laughs> It's an NFC East division rival. It, it's it's our Philadelphia Eagles going into the Meadowlands to take on the struggling New York Giants who just fired Jason Garrett. Yeah. The Giants have kind of limped along, literally like injuries, lost a couple of games straight. The Eagles have won three of the last four. Yep. Including a pretty impressive victory over the Saints. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, they gave us some points at the end of that game, but they were so far ahead it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Miles Sanders is obviously back. I know he had a couple of little issues keeping the ball in his hand, but yeah. Now, the, the sad part is now Jordan Howard might be out. Yeah. And it's like, damn it, I want both of these guys. <laughs> yeah, all three of them. Even all three Scott. of them, really. You know, get Scott in there. I don't care. Throw Gainwell in there for a few pass plays. Use them all. Use them all. Mm-hmm. They're all. They're all they they all serve a purpose. Yeah. Um. You know they, they it's it's a tough game to pick, but I'm gonna go with Nikki first. Do you think yeah. you know, are you going with the are you going with our hometown team, or do you think the Giants find some way to bounce back in this game with a new offensive coordinator? Yeah, and I think you brought it up too. It's all about the running game for the Eagles, and it's all about the Eagle or the Giants' uh, run defense. I mean, they they have a pretty good uh, defensive line. Uh, cornerbacks they are really good with that they just they look like a complete team when it comes to the defense it's just the coaching and you know rookies and staying healthy I mean just a lot of other factors that you know you 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 don't know 
how good this team is just because of all those factors. But long story short, I got the birds here. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, the Eagles have definitely finally started to run the ball, which yeah. we were begging for for like at least six weeks. Yeah. It's worked for them. They've gotten hot. Their defense is playing better. Yeah. Darius Slay actually looks like the guy we pay we traded yeah. for and paid. Yeah. So so that's a plus. Um and the Giants are just, you know, they, I think they need to start asking the question like, yeah, is this the team that we can take forward? Like, is Daniel Jones the answer? It, you know, can we get Saquon Barkley back healthy? Can we build upon the defense that we have? You know, it, is this coaching staff even worth keeping around? Because yeah. we had talked about that as well. And and with Garrett already gone and Joe Judge, I think now yeah, he's like nine. Yeah. Joe Judge is like nine and seventeen since joining the Giants. He sucks. And yeah, he does kind of suck. And and the Eagles have been hot. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this game. I I know it's you know a division rivalry Great game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sport, big shock, right? I'm taking the Eagles while yeah. wearing an Eagles jersey. Um, I'm going to say Eagles win. Hmm. 27-13. Damn you again. Again. I, I got 27, but I just – I don't see the Giants scoring. And if they do, it's one, you know, one touchdown here. So I got 27-9. Nine. Okay. I thought you were about to throw the goose egg up. Wow. No, no, no. no and, no. yeah, Devin's right there with us. He says Eagles 30-17. to 17. Yeah. Man, yeah. You guys are definitely. giving the Giants a lot. I, you know – the it, with these you know long standing division rivalries teams tend to play up you know yeah. like they yeah. they get hyped up for these games they play Absolutely. better so i can see the giants putting up a couple of scores and maybe yeah. maybe having that talk of like well you know maybe it was jason garrett this sort of thing but yeah. i don't see him coming that close and yeah. uh man this next game who it's Let's ugly. Hear it. it's ugly you There's have a couple ugly games this week a struggling Falcons team that got uh, this game <laughs> shut out by the Patriots going to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Ugh. <laughs> you know what? Best. I'm I'm gonna say something I thought I think I may have never thought I was gonna say. Uh -oh. I, I, I smell an upset brewing here. Uh, the Falcons please, have been struggling. Yeah. They don't have a wide receiver you can name. Cordero yeah. Patterson has been hurt, and he was yep. he was kind of that linchpin in the offense. Yeah, I'm thinking the Jaguars are Do somehow it. going to beat Do the Falcons. I'm not totally set. It, it, I'm not totally settled on it. It's maybe sixty forty, but I just have this feeling that the Jacksonville Jags will win this damn game because the Falcons have been struggling across yeah, the it, board. And it's home too, and it's home. The Falcons have been struggling offensively, defensively. They've just been a mess. A-E-Dub, A-E-Dub, A-E-Dub. Let, let's be honest. In the last two weeks, you know how many points that the Falcons have actually put on the board? Uh, Three. Three. Holy shit. How did They've I They've been that? outscored 68-3 to three in the last two weeks. Now, I'm not saying that the Jaguars are the Cowboys, and I'm not saying that they're the Patriots. Yeah. But I'm saying they'll score more than three points. Looks like you're building your uh, building a case here. Come on. <laughs> oh, even Devin's saying he's going with the Jags. Nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Wow. Come on, this is where I get a little closer. 
Go for it, man. Yeah, I got the Falcons. I don't know what you're seeing here. The the Jaguars are just an awful team. They have absolutely no chance in hell. I think Matty Ice steps up here, so I got the Atlanta. Thing. We, we talked about we talked about a lot of veteran quarterbacks last year, whether they should stick around. And he shouldn't have. <laughs> is Matt Ryan one of those guys that like the Falcons think they can still build around? Or is this no. is it time for him to move on, or is it just time for him to let go and retire? Yeah, he's kind of like a Rodgers. He's kind of like a Tom Brady. Not as great as them, but I'm saying he's not at that age where you can build a team around. I think he can go to a playoff contention contender team, and I think he can do pretty well. But uh, you okay. don't build your team around somebody that, you know, he's not old. Okay. NFL years, he's old, yes. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are honestly some weeks where I wonder if Matt Ryan is any better than Joe Flacco, and Flacco's a backup. You know, <laughs> he had a better week in his first start with the Jets than Matt Ryan has probably had all fucking season. Yeah, and yeah. there, there is, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put Matt Ryan up there with like the Brady's of the world, or no, whatever, because like, not. he'll when you you can in his prime with some with some with weapons around him, he was very good. Yeah, I think that's since Julio cool. Jones started to slide off since that team, you know, yeah. and and now New, he's starting to yep. show his age and yeah. I don't know if it was if it was just like if you put him like let's just say for whatever reason Titans yeah. get rid of Ryan Tannehill and they bring in Matt Ryan next year reunite him with Julio Jones put him with AJ Brown get back Derrick Henry are they going to be a better team than they are this year No probably not No I'm saying like a legit contender I think obviously he could do well but with the Titans, they're struggling too. You know, it's you know what I mean. Maybe or 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 let's say like everybody's been talking about Aaron Rodgers wanting to leave Green Bay. Yeah. Let's say he does, and somehow, some way, the Packers bring in Matt Ryan. Are they going to be as good that next year as they are this year? No. Again, I, I think not Rogers, even close to be honest. I think Rodgers is that team. You know, someone was wondering if it's time to put Matty Ice on ice. Just saying. Just Ooh, saying. Kill him. And no. and. Another uh, uh, another stinker game that's gonna maybe put my my uh, that's gonna maybe put my afternoon on ice because I'm gonna be bored to tears. <laughs> Thank God this isn't on Thanksgiving. The, the New York Jets, who are who should be getting Zach Wilson back this week yep. and starting, especially since two of their quarterbacks have been put on the COVID list. Uh, the New York Jets are going to be going into into Houston to take on the, a Texans team. That pulled again one of the big. I, I know I say it every week, but one of the biggest upsets of the NFL season last week. You know, the yeah. lowest seed in the AFC beat the top seed in the AFC. Do the Jets have? And even though the Jets might have a similar, I think they. I think they have the. These two teams might have the same records, and they might be swapping draft picks. But yeah, do the Jets have enough to go on the road? And, and take out a Titans or a Texans team that just dropped the Titans. And oh, I think this is where Tyrod Taylor's starting to heat up. He had two touchdowns against uh, the Titans. He he looked really good, man. He looked like Tyrod Taylor from a few years ago, whatever team he was on at that time. You know? Oh, the Bills, yeah. Bills, yeah, uh, Bills, Browns. I mean, he's been on a lot of teams. Um, no, I think Houston has this year. 
Yeah, go ahead and give me a score because I'm going to take them too. And I'll yeah, give you why. Okay. Um, let me see. I'm going to go with uh, 16, 16, 13. Houston. 16 to 13. Okay. Yep. These wacky scores. You know, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I, I know Tyra Taylor's first week back, he didn't look very good. No. He definitely had to shake some rust off. He looked a little bit better against the Titans, who have a very tough defense. He definitely got going on the ground. Yep. You know, and, and didn't have a horrible day through the air. The Jets' defense that I brought, and I brought this up last week, is just pathetic. Yeah, it's bad. Like they're they're terrible. Yeah. You know, they, they did play a little bit better against Miami, but they're still pretty bad. And that's terrible. I, I see like if if you have one of these quarterbacks that's on a bye and you're looking to replace him, yeah. Take Tyrod Taylor. Thank yeah. me later. Because yeah. he might have one he might have one of the best games of any quarterback in the league this week against yeah. a very bad jet defense. So I'm yeah. gonna take the tennis I'm gonna take the Texans as well. I'm gonna say they win twenty-four to ten. And Tyrod Taylor has a monster game. <laughs> and, and Devin's saying he's gonna go with the Jets since they have a slightly better uh run game than the Texans. Uh... Now keep in mind, Devin, Michael Carter will not play in this game. He got injured against Miami, so he's out. Yep. So they're either going with Tevin Coleman or I can't Johnson. remember the other guy's name, but he was Johnson. He was rookie last Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> so so that might change your tune. I don't know, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip from that to another division game. This time in the AFC West, um, the Chargers off that big win Sunday night. Yeah, go into Mile High to play the five and five Broncos and. I won't say both teams are clinging to playoff yeah. to a playoff spot because you know the Chargers they're still in the the running for the division with Kansas City and beat them. Yeah. So so they're still kind of entrenched where Denver has fallen off. So yeah. do you Nick? Do you think that Denver can actually has enough to slow down Josh Herbert and the Chargers offense, or do you think the Chargers roll in here and get a big victory on the road and try to maintain with Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. These two teams are so hard to just I don't know. It's just one week they're really good, one week they look really bad. Uh consistently, if it's gonna be any team, I really think the Chargers have it here. I know they're at the Broncos and I know uh Herbert had a you know, pretty good game last week. I just I don't see any chance that uh the Broncos win here. I think to answer your question, no, they do not have enough to slow down Justin Herbert. Okay. Okay. And oh, I guess I changed Devin's mind because he said I'm going with. Uh, never mind. I got the Texans then, thirty-four to thir- to fourteen. <laughs> there you go, Devin. What a difference one guy makes, you know. <laughs> Especially in a game like that. Now for this game, um, I think I said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah, the Chargers give up a lot of yards on the ground. The Broncos have two running backs who can put it up. Yeah, but. The bigger problem for the Chargers is when Justin Herbert just starts getting laser focused on Keenan Allen. When when he gets every target, every pass headed his way, or or you know something similar, they end up losing most of those games. Last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he spread the ball around. He got Mike Williams involved. He got his tight ends involved. He got Austin Eckler involved for sure because 
if it weren't for Jonathan Taylor, we'd probably be talking about his four touchdown game. So, yeah, and, and, and they did get back to the ground attack a little bit more, which has been lacking the past few weeks. I think they found, I think they figured it out. They found the formula. The chargers have worked a lot of issues out. Like they, they almost gave up a close game. They came back and won. That's something the chargers do not do. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think, they are going to get on track at the end of the season here and make it a two-horse race between themselves and the Chiefs for that division. I'm going to say Chargers pull this one out on the road. Mm, let's say 28 to 20. Okay. Oh, and even Devin's in on the Chargers. He says 27-19. We were close, homie. We were close. I didn't see that until I wrote down my score. <laughs> now, from one L.A. team on the road to another L.A. team on the road, the Rams, who have now dropped two straight, dropped out of the top three in the in the NFC overall. Yeah, they are. They have been reeling against some teams that are, you know, I mean, they're good. You know, Tennessee yeah. is a good team. San Francisco has gotten hot. Now they need to go into Lambeau and take yeah. out the two seed Green Bay Packers. I got to be honest. I think the Rams lose three straight here. I mean, it, it's Lambo. It's cold. It's outdoors. They've been struggling. Yeah, Green Bay's defense has played a whole lot better the last few games. I don't think the Rams have enough. I'm going to take the Packers in this one, and and I don't know if Nick had, but I'm just going to no say, score uh, needed. No score. No needed. score needed. Okay. Yeah. You got the Rams in this. Yeah, absolutely. I just think they they need a bounce back, and I think this is a big win. They say it all the time. It's about home field advantage, and I know it's Lambeau Field, but I don't see it here. I got the Rams. Okay. Okay, so Nick is taking the Rams. I got you. I got you. And then uh, let's see. So then we come to two teams who are trying to fight their way back into the playoff hunt, the Minnesota Vikings coming off their home win against the Packers, going into San Francisco to take on the 49ers, who have gotten hot lately, too. Yeah. This is going to be a tough game to call. I'm going to let Nikki go first. Do you think the 49ers are able to hold them off at home, or have the Vikings finally kind of you know, taken that next step yeah. after beating the Packers? And Ravens, yeah. let's be real. Yeah, that's true. They're five and five teams playing each other, so it's, it's going to be a really competitive game, but... Ivan is, uh, I, th I think he ha he's on to something. I think the Niners are finally starting to realize that, you know, they are a good team. And I, I do think they beat the Vikings here. Okay. You know what? Give us a score because I'm going to go that way too, and I'll tell okay. you why after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the uh, the Niners winning 27-14. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like I, I have been much more impressed with the Vikings the past few weeks. I mean, they knocked off a Ravens team that has that is at top of the AFC. Then they turn around and they knock off the Packers, both at home. Packers were, you know, hot going into that game and and clawed their way back and came up short. It was even impressive that the Vikings won a close game because I don't think that's happened all year. Yeah, good point. But now they're expected to travel to the West Coast. They're expected to beat a 49er team that's getting healthy, that's getting hot, you know, and has been playing out of their minds the last couple of weeks, to be honest. Yeah. Like, 
I'm going to have to say that it, this will be a close game, but the Niners are going to pull it out, just home field advantage. And, and yeah, it's a big deal. You know, that sort of thing. I'm going to say Niners win 31-28. Yeah, it might be the last uh, coach Zimmer, last game Zimmer coaches. Jeez, if I could say that, I would. And, uh, oh, Devin says he's got the Vikings. Jefferson is a beast. You know, that that combination of Jefferson and Thielen might be the best in the league. I'm not yeah. even going to lie. And then uh, not only do we have a division rivalry game on Sunday night football, we have the team that left playing the team that replaced them. We've got the Cleveland Browns going into Baltimore to take on the Ravens, who used to be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, this is funny. And, you know, I mean, you got to give the Browns credit. They've won some ugly games. You know, Nick Chubb looked good last week. These two teams always get into a war, but yeah. I just think the Ravens have more. Like, like yeah, they've absolutely. got more on offense. They've got a better quarterback. Their defenses are both good, but the Ravens are more consistent. Yeah, better coach team. I mean, if you go down the line here, uh, you yeah. check all the boxes for the Ravens. They they, they are, even have a better kicker. Let's be real. Justin Justin Tucker best. is probably yeah. the best kicker in the league. And in a year of just missed field goals and extra points left, right, and center, having a great kicker is a a, oh, a rare commodity. Yeah. So. Yep, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. I just think they're just too much. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think uh, anyone can slow them down right now. I think it'll. Speak. I think it'll probably be the Ravens, and I'm going to say. Hmm. I'm going to say 30 to 24. Wow. <laughs> well, if you remember the last game they played, it was this high scoring game that yeah. Lamar Jackson had to come back into after being injured, you know, yeah. lead this last minute comeback shootout. You know, I, I think we yeah. might get to something like that again. I got a tie game here. 16, 16. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. This ain't the Steelers and Lions, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, give me 20, 28, 16, 28, 16. Okay. Okay. And, and Devin saying 28, 17 Ravens. Wow. He was close to you, bro. My man. My man. And, uh, head of the table, man, Monday night football is, isn't even that great this week. <laughs> uh, no, these are just, it's tough. You it's got... tough to watch a Seahawks team like this that are just now, struggling. Because it's so yeah. hard to watch that because you're not used to it. Well, that's the thing is with some of it, you're kind of used to it because this was this was all the trouble they had last year. Their defense wasn't stopping a lot of teams. This Their bad. offensive line was bad. Their running yeah. game wasn't so good. Russell Wilson was getting beat up. Yeah. They were one-dimensional. Now they're right back to where they were. And yeah, Wilson doesn't even look like last year's Wilson. He looks worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, crazy. that's true. It, yeah. It's at least these last few games he has. But, you know, it, it's it's a lot of carryover from the end of last season, Absolutely. which they, you know, went and fired coaches and made moves and did everything yeah. they could to avoid. And now they're right smack bang where they were. And yeah. they just found out uh, Chris Carson will be out for the rest of the year. He had to have a neck, he had to have, uh, neck surgery awful. on a reoccurring injury. And, yeah. you know, it, so – no help with the running game coming unless maybe you're willing to go out and sign Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, outside of it's certainly not going to happen, you know, before Monday, at least, yeah. at least you'd think. Yeah. And, and they're going in to take on a Washington football team. That, that is, is one to watch. That has won two straight games against 
two quality opponents, like like teams that were in the playoff bracket. You know, they yeah. they came out, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then they come back and they pull out a close game against the Carolina Panthers, a game yeah. that honestly Taylor Heineke looked good in against a good defense. And yeah. I'll be honest, Seattle's defense not very fucking good. No, not not even. Close Haven't been good for a few years. Probably worse yeah. this year than they were last year. That's one of the reasons Russell Wilson looks worse. But well, well listen to this stat, Dom Heineke. Okay. Combined, he has completed 42 of 54 passes for 462 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions in the two games he just, you know, two back-to-back games. So it's yeah. impressive. It's impressive, and it's fun to watch. You know what? I got another one to, I got another one to add on top of that. The Seattle Seahawks, since week Suck. six, <laughs> they've been averaging 246 total yards per game since week six. Now I know some of those games were without Russell Wilson, but yeah. still, it's the fewest it's the fewest yards in the NFL in that span. Yep. Washington's defense has looked like they've managed to put something back together against Tampa and Carolina. Yeah. Seattle doesn't look like they even know how to pick up the pieces yet. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the football team in this one. Me too. Uh, I, 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 think- I think they've got enough to do it. I don't even know if it's gonna be close. Like I see that I see Washington pulling this out maybe twenty one to nine. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much hope in Heineke and he just again I'm gonna go back to it. It's fun to watch them play. So I got yeah. I got the football team twenty three thirteen. 23 to 13. No, I I mean I got to give a 13. I got to give a huge shout out to Taylor Heineke cuz I I actually watched him play a couple of games at Old Dominion from the stands and he looked pretty good. And even back then people kind of drew those comparisons to like Brett Favre. Yeah. And now that he's actually getting his opportunity and playing, yeah. now all of a sudden you hear actual people like talking pro football comparing him to Brett yeah. Favre. Yeah. And you can see it. He's got that young gunslinging Favre mentality about him. And yeah, he's playing with some confidence now. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to pay off for the team this year, but I think when they when they sit down at the end of the season and they look, they might think they found their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and that is, not, that is not something you could say. They, they probably haven't had a decent quarterback since Kirk Cousins, and he wasn't even that great. Yeah. <laughs> at least not there, but he was better than anything they've had. Yeah, and so I think when you sit down with Ron Rivera and that you know in that front office, you you're thinking to yourself like, we've got our quarterback. Let's build around him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of hope in that organization, and God, do they need it. And our 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 honorary third co-host during this live stream, Devin, has said, "Yeah, it's crazy, but I got Washington thirty to 13. Yes, sir. Yeah, I yeah. just got a uh, breaking news here. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go for it. Michael Strahan is going to space. Michael Strahan? Did he look? Is this like a NASA thing or did he work something out with the guy from Virgin Mobile uh, at all? Or? Uh, it is, yes, Jeff Bezos, Blue Origin. Ah, okay. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Holy but, shit. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Strahan in space. Yes, sir. Look for that. Look for that documentary on Netflix next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Crazy week though. I, I I can't wait, man. I love it. Thanksgiving, sitting with the family. You know, you're full. You just ate a good meal. 
and you're going to watch the Lions play. Yeah, God that was going to be my my last question before we wrapped all this up was, if you had to pick, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side of all time? That's a tough one. I do love me I some know. stuffing, but uh, it, it's got... Hmm. That's a good one. Probably stuffing. Mm. I'm not a big okay. fan of the yams. I mean, I love my, my potatoes and my... And all I got to tell you, man. Um, casserole, but I, I think stuffing wins here. I was going to say, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of sweet potato casserole. Yeah. I'm allergic to nuts, so my mom always used to make it with like brown sugar and marshmallows on top and everything. And oh, marshmallows. Ah, it's yeah. fucking delicious. Yep. I can't wait for that shit tomorrow. I can't wait for turkey. I can't wait for these turkey, games. Turkey, potatoes, tomatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I got it all. Yeah. <laughs> man can't wait i'm excited too like it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun holiday it's gonna be i'm not gonna say some uh, i'm not gonna say a a a full day of good games but at least no (laughs) two out of the three could be you know very entertaining and the other one you might be able to sleep through once you've had too much turkey it just depends on when you eat well meatloaf said it best two out of three ain't bad so oh Devin's saying since he's vegan vegan mac and cheese okay Okay, that sounds pretty Not wrong with that. Not wrong with being vegan. I'm not, but not wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a thing. We don't judge here. But, uh, yeah, we're going to wrap up, get up out of here. But before we do that, uh, I'm up. just, once again, going to thank Nikki and and let him have the floor for a moment. Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can yes. listen to your other podcasts, where they yes. can... Because if you're a wrestling fan and you don't know about the UW pod, I don't know how the fuck you call yourself a wrestling fan. So please, U-W enlighten the people. UW pod. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the UW pod and Instagram at UW podcast. And we got a pretty big guest coming on the show. We just recorded it last night. It will drop on December 1st. It is Mr. Professor 318 himself, Nick Harrison. You might have heard, ah. heard about him on TikTok. Really good dude, man. He is so humble. It's it, it I don't know. It's just it was such a good interview. So look out for that. Again, Dom, I appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to all and to you too, my brother from another mother. Oh yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, my man, Nikki from Nikki from South Jersey. We got to we got to give him all the credit in the world. He's become my my rolling co-host throughout this season as uh, yes. and the Tri-State Tucson has been in full effect. Tri-State. But um uh, but yes, happy Thanksgiving to you. And of Thank course, you. happy Thanksgiving to Devin, who's shouting us out in the comments here. Thank you for yo, playing yo. along. We appreciate it, homie. We're going to get you back on this show. Yeah. One of these days you're going to get back on this show, I yeah. guarantee it. But uh, in the meantime, if you if you have any questions, if you have anything you want us to talk about on these show on these shows on these live streams, you can uh, hit me up personally on Twitter at s underscore philly psycho. You can uh, you can find all our other shows, this one included, on YouTube at trwt parentheses of Fox Den John. Spike Lee has joints. I have Johns. They're just a little more low budget. Um, and then for our audio podcast, I mean, we're pretty much available wherever podcasts are. But if you want to run down in one spot, go to anchor.fm backslash Foxden, and you'll see all our platforms. Pick your favorite, follow us, rate us, share us, you know, yeah. do all the things. All of it. All of it. 
in this Thanksgiving season, give back to some lo- uh, to some guys trying to trying to grind to get ahead in this world. Yeah, love it. And for both of us, I just want to say thank you for watching. Yep. Thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. Enjoy your games this week. Enjoy all your fantasy stuff. We hope everybody's teams win. And if you don't, yeah. you know, there's yeah. still a few weeks left. I don't know. If you're a Jags fan, look forward to that draft pick. I don't know. Maybe get an upset this week. Let's just keep your fingers crossed. But thank you once again. Enjoy your holiday. Everybody stay safe out there. Loosen those belts and have a ball. And we will catch you next week. Peace, y'all.